Welcome to the Group Home Riches Podcast. If you have the desire to be your own boss, create your own schedule, and become financially free while at the same time helping people in need, then you've come to the right place. At GroupHomeRiches.com, we teach people exactly like yourself how to get started in the group home business. And on this podcast, you're going to hear their stories firsthand. Welcome to the Group Home Riches Podcast. Today's guest is Winston. I think he's been with us just a little over a year. Excited to hear his full story. We've been going back and forth. There's been a couple of bumps in the road, a couple ups and downs, but he is rocking and rolling, just opened his first property. And we're going to talk about how to find not just the next one, but the next 10 to 20. <laughs> Winston, welcome. How you doing today? Why don't you uh, give the folks out there just an introduction, you know, let them know kind of your background, where you're located. And then just like right from the beginning, you what, what made you even want to look up how to start a group home? All right, cool. So my name is Winston. Uh, I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The house I have is located in um, Redden, Pennsylvania. That's Berks County. It's, probably, it's like an hour away from Philly. I got into the group home business because I used to be a home inspector. And I was always dealing with different real estate agents and just coming across people who was just trying to invest in properties. And it was just like, I was just figuring I'm already kind of in the world of real estate, not buying the properties, but I'm inspecting them, making sure everything is right with them before people purchase them. And I just was like, I wanted to buy some properties, but I'm like, I wanted to get like tenants, but I was just like, I don't know if that might be the way that the route that I wanted to go. So I wanted to buy properties and I know I wanted to like, make some residual instant like the side income. But at the same time, I just started doing research and it was just like most landlords really wasn't making that much money off their properties. And I'm like, I want to make some money, but I don't want to just make three, $400 a month. And possibly I might be dealing with a headache from the tenants, depending on if I got good tenants tonight. So just say my wife, her mom was living in a, she was in a situation and she was in like a, a rooming house. And it was, you know, I used to go, we used to have to go take our groceries and just go pick her up. And it was just like, I ain't gonna say a slumlord, but it just looked like they wasn't taking care of the property the way they needed to take care of the property. So my gear started turning in my head. I started kind of looking on the internet, just looking for ideas and some crazy reason. I just came across as I was in my safari, just searching group home riches. I just started reading into it. And it was just like, I started going on you know i started doing my research on you guys just looking on that like youtube and looking at the reviews and just seeing how uh, the feedback people were i guess people that that dealt with you already were were saying and everything was pretty good so you know i wanted to proceed purchase the course like the 299 course then it was just like y'all was doing like a sale and y'all was like if you get the website and get uh i forgot what else i had to get and he was just like y'all offered it to me for a good price and i'm just like it was under a thousand dollars so i figured under a thousand dollars and invest in myself it was it just seemed like a, a no-brainer and i got the course studied it like i think i probably studied it like twice i would sit ask my wife questions any questions i had everybody on y'all and y'all team i would email they got back to me pretty fast giving me good answers or just pointing me in the right direction you know, I started looking for a house. It was a little struggle at first. It was like, just say when I was looking for the house, it was like summertime. Oh, it was about to be summer. So it was a lot of people probably looking at the same time. I was getting outbid on things. 
you know, that was getting me a little discouraged, but you know, I still had a plan. So I just figured whenever I got a house, that's what God just had had for me. Whatever house I finally got, that's what I was supposed to get. Um, I finally purchased the house. I probably got my first tenant. I probably it was like the house is in pretty good shape. So I really didn't have to come in and do too much work, maybe just like uh painting, just like cosmetic touch-ups. I got my first tenant from the VA in uh Berks County. Uh, they got like a veterans affairs office. But before all that, I didn't even meet them. Like just going through the course, I had to start doing my initial just like marketing and advertising. We'll rewind a little bit to kind of go over those first steps, because if you think about it, think about all the back and forth and like the steps that you were taking to even get to that point of confident enough to get the property. I got a couple questions for you to We'll kind of rewind a little bit, especially okay, for cool. like the, the beginners out there, right? So before we do that, you brought up Group Home Riches, finding us the products. We'll make an introduction for the man that, that put all that together. Andy, want to give a quick introduction to the folks out there? Yeah, real quick. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. Very actually similar to Winston. I mean, I was like, there's an opportunity here. I could smell it. I could feel it. I could sense it. And uh, I was seeing articles in newspapers about people at hospitals not having anywhere to go afterwards or at the VA not having anywhere to go afterwards. I looked around. I saw that there were other people doing it. Nobody really wanted to tell you what they were doing. And I think I paid some guy like 1500 bucks. And again, this is a long time ago. Paid him about $1,500 to teach me the ropes. And he basically just took my money. <laughs> so <laughs> next thing I knew, I was over at one of the hospitals and I got a tenant. Uh, put him into one of my properties. And then that tenant wound up introducing me to his caseworker. And the next thing I know, I had about eight tenants in a little three or four bedroom home. And I think my mortgage payment on it was probably seven or 800 bucks a month. You do the math. I think back then I was charging like 550 a head or something like that. And, and we were helping people out, but I was making good money as a result. And fast forward a couple more years, people asked me what I was doing and how I was doing it. And eventually I put a website together and here we are 20 years later and I'm talking to Winston. So I <laughs> love you. it. Winston, let's rewind a little bit, like to the beginning, like when you were first starting this out, one, you realized that, man, these landlords are only, only making three or 400 bucks per month, which mm-hmm. um, it's typically not that much either, <laughs> but <laughs> I can just imagine now. So then you found us like, what was the first kind of question that you had or, or topic that you were just fuzzy out? When you first started out, the biggest thing probably for me was just going to be how I was going to get the house filled, like okay. how I was going to like meet people, like these organizations. Like I know, like through the going through the course, because every state different. So you know, every state might not have the same thing. So the things that y'all were saying, because I think y'all are based out of Texas, some of the things and like you know the organizations that y'all might have down Texas. You know, I'm from Pennsylvania. They might not have up here. So, you know, you got to be able to do your own. You, you got to be able to do your own research. So I think anybody that wants to jump into this is just like, you know, you guys kind of laid a foundation, but you still got to do your own homework and go out there and, and beat the pavement. Yep. <laughs> do you remember what the very first step that we told you to do was your first homework assignment? The very first one was it like. Was to start gathering like emails and like that's, go on. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, the first yeah. step. <laughs> so yeah, I think they like go on like yellow pages and just start gathering like names and emails and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
thoughts. <laughs> then, of course, calling them, which it sounds simple, but I know I think that, that was where kind of the tough love came in, right? <laughs> where I was like, look, you got to get the calls, you know, you got to make the contacts and get at least one person to say, yes, we'll send you people. Correct. Right. <laughs> so Correct. why don't you talk a, a little bit about that? Once you did find the contacts and find out who you needed to speak with, what did you do for marketing? How did you talk to these people? And what was that like? Okay. So just say like when I first started, I just would start doing like mass emails. I use MailChimp. I would just basically wait on somebody to respond. Then I would just like, you know, I would give them like three days. Then I would just start calling. I'm like, I'm trying to be successful and get this thing off the ground. So I'm like, if I'm annoying y'all a little bit, I'm just trying to let y'all know how focused and how passionate I am about trying to do this. So eventually, just say after probably about like two weeks of just reaching out to people, I got a call from somebody from Berks County from the Veterans Affairs Office. And they basically asked me like what I had going on and I was telling them. And they basically asked me to come see the house. I told them yes. So one morning they came and met me out of the house. Uh, they looked around. We had a good conversation. They loved the house. They told me everything looked good. Then they talk, They basically told me at the Veterans Affairs place, once a month they have like a, a town hall meeting. It's called like a, a crosstalk where you can come. It's basically dealing with everything, veterans, dealing with the veterans. So you can come, you can talk, you can, you know, bounce ideas back and forth to people. So basically uh, me and my wife, we went because we, um, you know, we have new business in town. We're not from Britain. We're from Philly. So we just want to start networking with people. So we went to the crosswalk talk. I mean, we went to the went to the crosstalk and we, we talked for like 10 minutes. You know, they gave us a, like we had a little slide presentation and everything. We pretty much broke down what we were trying to do. We wanted to start in Berks County and we wanted to start working our way around the different counties in Pennsylvania. And it was just good. It was just like everybody that was there was there for a central reason. Everybody there pretty much trying to help out the vets. And this kind of like a demand up that area where we at for people trying to do what we trying to like, what we the services we're providing for the vets. So from the crosswalk talk, the Veterans Affairs place actually gave us our first tenant. They referred a gentleman to us. And I ain't even gonna lie. He wound up being my um, my house manager. And he a great guy. That like, is I, awesome. I, ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Like he pretty much like for some reason, like because I talked to all the guys that's in the house. But it's like he just another person that they can go talk to. So it's just like it's like he was the perfect, perfect guy. Like I said, he had the house, big house to himself for like a month. So he was loving it. But he just been like perfect guy, man. So I couldn't ask for like them referring him was like it just kind of kicked everything off the house. It just kind of set a good tone from the house because I had a good guy in there and everybody that came in. Um, you know, when I did the screening process, I would talk to him get all the documents and stuff that I needed. And then I was still asking my house manager to talk to him too. Cause I just wanted to make sure, you know, you know, everybody going to put on a good face for me. Cause I'm the landlord, the guy running the house, but I wanted him to kind of fill them out too. You know, at the end of the day, I always make the final call if I was going to let him in, but I still kind of wanted to like get his, his opinion on how he felt about whoever was coming in. So I know the most important thing is just the advertising. Like if you want to be successful in this, you got to be able to advertise and market like and you can't get discouraged like a lot of people you reach out to a lot of people not going to reach back a lot of people going to tell you they're going to reach back and they're not going to reach back but you still got to just keep on reaching out to them because eventually 
they going to need you. Because I just figured now, me, me and my wife, we got everything starting to go pretty good. I think I got a game plan that I think that we're going to be able to use now. And we're going to just be able to get the houses filled. But it's like, I just figure all the people who we couldn't get in contact with, I just figure we're going to be the, the best and hottest commodity in town. So eventually you want to, if, if you want to get the people that you're dealing with the best housing and get their situation, help them out the best, you're going to eventually probably come through, come through closed care housing. So the advertising is, is, is super vital. hundred percent. And you'll notice that we, we hammer that in our content in the course, like, Hey, this is the first thing you need to do is you can call it networking, marketing, advertising, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we think the very first thing anybody should do is just start establishing those relationships f- with the referral sources. And you, you brought up a really good point, Winston, about the follow-up. So it's just if anybody who comes from the sales or marketing space, they know that like the back of their hand, right? So follow up is everything. Yeah, that's where the money's at. So there's a marketing rule that have you, you know, the seven touch rule, Andy? Well, I always say 80% of sales occur after the fifth close. I learned that when I was 17 years old and it's stuck. There we go. <laughs> that's one rule of thumb. There's another rule of thumb out there called the seven touch rule, which says uh, allegedly across all organizations on average, Somebody needs to be touched seven times. Yeah. That could be an email, a voicemail. Then they see like a Google ad. Then they get another email. Then they're like, oh, this is the guy that's been calling my secretary like once a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, mm-hmm. then they call. Then you do the meeting. Then you do a follow-up meeting. Then you get a contract. That's an example of how it could go. So for the folks out there, is. yeah, if you're going through the gold course, you have your contacts. You call, you leave a voicemail, and your phone doesn't ring off the hook. Do not get discouraged. That's just the name of the game. I'm on the ground a lot more with some of our clients, like a new package we've been doing. I went through the email chain with this one organization. There were 39 back and forth emails before we got the contract. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) So... And I know Winston, that was part of like the coaching program. Like we, we kept having, I, I could tell you, not really discouraged, but I was like, man, you know, you thought it was going to happen quicker, but we were just exactly. like, look, got to keep, got to keep following up, keep hammering. Yeah. I wasn't it. discouraged. It just was like, I just was thinking it was just, everything was just going to happen. Like super fast, but nothing good, you know, nothing, you know, what they say, what's the, what's the saying? Like nothing that lasts is, that's, that's, that's true is this done overnight. You know, it's a process. It takes time. Yeah. yeah. Someone so, built in a day. I mean, it does take exactly. time. Yeah. So I just had, look, so I just had just like, it was a guy, a gentleman that worked for a veterans office, but not in the County that I worked for. He works in Lancaster, but it's probably like 45 minutes away from red. And I was like, like you said, I was like trying to communicate with him forever and I was just still was just emailing him so just say like last week he finally got back to me and was just telling me like I'm gonna be in that area he was just like you know can I go past the house like I'm sorry I finally got some time to reach out to you and you know it was good like I let him go to the house I wasn't there one of the guys was home opened up the door for him he got back to me told me as soon as I get another property you know let him know nice so start the, doing some business. the first home is filled right yes sir so you don't have to give the exact numbers if you don't want to, but we were talking about, you know, real estate being mm-hmm. a, just a landlord and cash flowing three or 400 bucks per month. 
which mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, you could go further yeah, on that I mean, later it's, on. I, it's, I, I just got a comment real quick because I'm laughing about it. It's absolutely yeah. true. I mean, you get a rental property and if you're lucky enough to buy it cheap enough where the mortgage payment doesn't, doesn't cost you an arm and a leg, before your HVAC breaks down, before your water heater breaks <laughs> down, before the roof breaks down, before the tenants put holes in the walls and everything else, you're, you're, you're clearing at most like a couple hundred dollars a month. It's just it doesn't pencil, you know, may as well run a business, run a group home business and, and make a couple thousand bucks per property <laughs> after you've paid for all that riffraff and let somebody else do, do all the stuff for you. Like you've got your, your manager in there. Yeah. So again, you don't have to say the exact numbers, but you're cash flowing a little more than, you know, two or 300 bucks, right? Yeah. I'll give you, I can, I can break down tell y'all how much I charge and it, yeah. it, it, I never had any problems either. Any kickback, anything. Um, I charge for my shared rooms. I charge uh, I charge seven hundred a bed, so that's fourteen hundred a room. And so, just say I got two shared rooms, so both of those rooms make uh, I guess you would say twenty eight hundred a month. And I have three, well, I have four private rooms, and I charge them eight hundred. So no, the two the two double rooms and three private rooms, and I charge the and, and, and the people in the private rooms, I charge them eight hundred. I take a hundred dollars off from my manager, so I charge him seven hundred for his private room. Nice. So the folks out there could do the math, take your typical market rent out of it for accounting purposes or or mortgage, or if it's free and clear, it's just you know <laughs> that's that's a lot of cash flow. <laughs> So yeah, now you see why Winston, the challenge now is, you know, all right, how do we get more properties, right? So you have you have the referral sources lined up, you have people kind of waiting for you to get the next one, and then it's, that's it, it just rinse, rinse. At least, Brandon, at least, I would say at least five to seven people reach out to me every week, asking me like, you know, do I got availability, availability and stuff like that? So see, I'm definitely confident just moving forward. I, I kind of got a game plan in my head. I think I can just stick to it. I think doing what I'm doing, and I'm kind of like, I'm a people person. So it's just like the demographic, the people, the gentlemen I'm dealing with, I can talk to them and it just feel like, it's like everything kind of was like meant to be. I love it. Hey, Winston, <laughs> let, me, let me ask you a quick question. What did you buy that house for? How much did you pay for it? I pay like 180. So just say the housing market up here is, is, is kind of, it's probably just like everywhere else. It's, it's competitive. You know, I got a good, yeah. but I got a, I got a nice solid, good house so it was just like the house between me talking and talking to people then they come and see in the house it was just like it was kind of solidified so when they kind of walk in they kind of like this is a nice house i can see you know it's maintained and you know people want to be there yeah the, and the it's, good thing, it's a good house andy and you know what you know when you got a good property i think and, and people see that you maintaining it and they see that you care about your property they want to kind of go out their way to not be the ones to, to mess up the property. Like I gotta, I gotta fall in line and make sure I keep this property looking nice. So right. The other thing is that I always touch on in a lot of the emails. You know, so number one, you've got the cash flow from the business, right? This is a business that produces real, like stable recurring revenue and recurring cash flow. But yes, sir. the other beauty of this business is that you're able to accumulate and buy real estate. Like that, that is, that is really, if you really think about it and step back, that is the sole purpose of a business. The sole purpose of a business is to create enough cash flow where you can go buy real estate. And I mean, you know, we haven't really gotten into this much. Maybe we have Brandon with a couple of our done for you clients and uh, coaching clients, but 
The other thing you can do, you can cost segregate these homes. It does cost a little bit of money, but if you cost segregate that home, you might be able to write off year one, like Mm $120,000. Like you could take a $120,000 loss just from that home year one and basically offset all of your income. So you pay zero income tax. So there's a lot of real good ancillary benefits that come with this business, aside from just, you know, creating a monthly cash flow stream for you. Yeah. And helping people. Yeah. Helping people. Yeah. That's the main thing. Yes. You know, it was a win-win. So kind of on, on that note, Winston, you had a, you had a really good question just about kind of how to structure things before Andy hopped on. So I I saved that. Do you want to, do you want to ask that? Yeah. Yeah, Brandon. So I was basically, so I'm trying to figure out now once I get, cause like I said, I, I didn't already went and looked at a couple properties. I'm definitely going to probably had his first property, probably buying a lot, like January, February at the latest. I'm trying to figure out now, like once I buy it, like, so I got my bank account set up already for my one LLC. Like, do I go get another LLC to start the other properties? Or do I just go ahead and go to another bank, open up another business account with the other bank and still just use my LLC I'm using now? But I just have all the, you know, once I get the tenants and stuff in there, just have all the money going to that other separate bank. Yeah. So the way that I structure everything (laughs) is I've got it set up where I've got a real estate company Mm -hmm. and then I've got a um, basically an operating company. Your operating company is going to be your group home business. And Mm -hmm. then the real estate company basically collects rent from the group home business. And then the real estate company with that rent pays the mortgage payments, the taxes and the insurance. And so in a lot of respects, it's like a triple net lease business. You let the operating company, your group home business, take care of everything. And then uh, the real estate company, all it does is just basically pay the the mortgage, the taxes, and the insurance. Okay. And so you would have two separate accounts and Uh two separate entities for each one. So you're going to have, what's the name of your operating business, your group home business? Coles Care Housing. Yeah. So, you know, you got like Coast Care Housing, LLC. And that thing is going to bring in, for sake of argument, you know, you're going to bring in $6,000 a month in rents and you've got in rents from your tenants. And then you've got your various operating expenses, including the rent, right? So you've got your utilities and all that other stuff. And then you're going to make a rent payment to your real estate company. And let's say you're, you charge, you know, $1,200 or whatever. So, you, mm-hmm. you know, pay them 1200 bucks to your real estate company and then your real estate company with that $1,200 winds up paying the property taxes, the insurance and the mortgage, which is like, you know, maybe a thousand bucks or whatever. And uh, you walk with $200. So that that's kind of how I have everything set up. And that's how I would do it if I were you, because that's how McDonald's does it. That's how pretty much any large um, business. Yeah, business is gonna, yeah, exactly. Knock things up. All right. That sounds good. That sounds that sound right. I just was like, like I said, I, you know, I was ready to gear up and go in for number two. So yeah, yeah, I, I really wouldn't I wouldn't add another LLC. This is me personally. Everyone's risk tolerance is a little bit different. You know, maybe you put five houses in one LLC, something like that. But your operating business, I mean, you could you could add, you know, 30 houses in that thing. It doesn't really matter. Okay. That sounds good. As long as you've got good insurance, make sure you got, you know, decent insurance for your operating business. All right, cool. Write me down. What type of insurance do you recommend, Andy? You're, you're just going to have, you know, business insurance, general liability yeah, insurance. General liability. Yeah, that way if there's a slip and fall, they, you know, 
And look, I've dealt with this stuff, unfortunately. So like if there's a slip and fall or something happens at the property, you want your business insurance to wind up paying out that claim. You don't want your real estate company to pay out that claim. Now, your real estate company is there with their insurance in case there's an issue. But by and large, you don't want your real estate company doing that because, look, the name of the game is to accumulate real estate. And if you start filing claims with your real estate company, they've got basically their own, you got it. They've got their own credit system, credit checking system and everything else. You know, the next thing you know, your premiums are going up and then it just becomes unaffordable to to own this Mm -hmm. stuff. No, that's that sound sound good. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> and yeah, you you guys don't need to be experts at this stuff. You know, talk to like a business lawyer to help you structure these kinds of things. Same with the insurance. You know, call around, get quotes. One thing that I see a lot of beginners kind of make the mistake of is like they'll hear that and then they'll get in the weeds trying to figure out the the ins and outs of what we just spoke about. Right. So. <laughs> But overall, high level, does that, that that make sense to you, Winston? Yeah, it does. It does. Cool. It does. And then once you start getting you start getting all like the real estate, all the cash flow coming in, there's you know, eventually you want to figure out how to keep it all. <laughs> so Correct. Correct. there's ways to ways to do it. You also had a, a really great question about just kind of deal, dealing with banks that Andy uh, has a lot of experience with as well. You said dealing with the banks. Yeah, you. I think you were. I think you were getting at. Do you get a mortgage? How do you get multiple mortgages? Oh, so just say now. And this one question, I definitely like. So just say the first house I had to buy. You know, was under my name. But eventually, you know, you can only buy a couple properties under your name. Like then you yes. gotta. You eventually gonna have to say it's for a big. You can only. They gonna say, well, how you reside in all these different places. So eventually, you're gonna have to put down probably twenty percent. Instead of mm-hmm. opposed to putting down like six percent, yeah, three percent to get the property. Now they want you to put down twenty percent because they pretty much figuring it's for a business or something. Yes. So I'm just trying to figure out like how do I go about telling these people I want to have it like under my LLC, like when I go to purchase the property because I know my lender now. It was my first was trying to get the property. He was kind of giving me a little like kickback. I don't know yeah. if it was because I was first starting trying yeah. to get the business, but. That was a question I had, like how I was just going to get um, how I should go about because after this property, I'm going to have to. That's what I'm going to definitely have to do. I'm going to have everything I want to do. I have to put down 20 percent to purchase it. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. So when we get off the phone, I'll send you over a few kind of national lenders that will actually loan to your LLC. OK, now these guys at the end of the day, they could disappear tomorrow. So. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of got to take advantage of it while they're out there and while they're actually still lending. So that's kind of okay. number one. So the, there's probably about four conduit lenders out there in the U.S. that'll make those loans, investment property loans. But as the real estate market starts slowing down, a lot of these lenders are going to pull out, okay, of the, na- the national okay. market. So then number two, and really your best option, is to start going in and networking with local community banks. And I say networking you got to use, uh, do you have the, um, I mean, you've got the, the gold course and everything else. Do you have that mm-hmm. business loan package that we have in there? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. I had it. So <laughs> that thing is critical. So like, for example, 2008, 2009, 2010, nobody was lending. The FDIC had shut them down. OTC had shut them down. Like it, it, you just, you couldn't get, you couldn't get money. Mm-hmm. That basically loan package and loan proposal 
I used to single-handedly probably take down, I would say 12, 13 properties, which, you know, may or may not sound like a lot, but back then that was a lot for me over, you know, a couple year period. And those right. are the properties that, you know, I was buying back then for call it 55 to $65,000. And mm-hmm. you can only imagine what those things were worth last year and they're still worth quite a bit. So what you want to do is you want to take that and you want to go in and you start talking to the local community banks. But the most important thing that you're going to need are your tax returns. So you got to have a real good, legitimate operating business, your group home business, and you need to pay your taxes. Like you have to, you can't run everything through your business. You just can't because they need to show, okay, this guy, you know, he can actually service the debt. The business is making money, so on and so forth. So you go and you you basically network with your community banks, say, I want to buy this property. You go in there with a full-blown loan package and that's what it is. It's a loan package. And along with your loan package, you know, you're going to tell them about your business and then you're going to prove to them that you're actually making money because Nine out of 10 people aren't going to pay any taxes if they're running their own business. In this right. business, if you want to go buy real estate, you've got to pay your taxes and you got to show, hey, this is what my revenues are. This is what my expenses are. This is what my net income is. And uh, if you do that, you'll be able to acquire a lot of real estate. And yeah, you're going to be putting, you know, 20, 30% down. But at the end of the day, like, you know, if you're buying for sake of argument, $150,000 properties, that's 30,000 mm-hmm. bucks. It is a lot of money. But the hardest, the hardest part is coming up with that first $30,000 and then doing it again and doing it again. Once you do it three or four times, and then you got to sit, you got to sit and wait for four or five years until the home starts accruing some equity and growing and value, and you've paid down the debt a little bit. And the next thing you know, you go back over there. Yeah. I mean, you're just going to be able to build up relationships. That's really what you need to do. Now, your other option, the third and final option is to go and find a local lender, like a private lender. So I, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. So I buy real estate, but I also make loans. And um, you need to go find somebody like me in the Philadelphia area that will make loans secured Mm -hmm. by your property. You go and you tell them what you're going to do. And ideally, what I like to do is I like to buy these properties at 30, 40, 50, 60 cents on the dollar, get in there, fix them up. And then now the thing automatically has, you know, 30 or 40% equity in it, bare minimum. Right. And then, you know, now you're paying, you're paying, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12%, whatever. But then you go and you refinance it with the local community banks. Okay. And you can do all that in your LLC. Okay. That's my long-winded way of, of giving you kind of three options for how to accumulate real estate. Oh, it was all, they all good options, all options that I'm going to explore too. Cause like I said, I'm a, I got a, a game plan, and I'm just full. I'm just full steam ahead. That's all. As far as the real estate investing goes, you said that you were you were kind of doing some research in it before you found us. What uh, did you do any deals, or how far did you get with the real estate investing stuff? No, just say like I, like I said, I was a I was a home inspector, so I was just dealing with like families who was buying houses, and I was dealing with like investors, people who was like. Kind of like same thing, like me, just trying to figure out what they wanted to do with their real estate. I mean, they wanted to jump into real estate. They just was just trying to figure out what they was going to do. I ain't going to lie. You guys was the first. Like, I really I really didn't even start. Like, I knew I was going to buy a house or a duplex or a triplex or something, but I didn't know what I was going to do with it until I really found your found your course. And when I got the gold course and with anything, you know, even I just feel like, 
even though you guys, y'all did an excellent job, and you, you know, all the information and everything, all the information and everything that y'all gave me had me confident to keep on going on, but you got to have faith in yourself too. Like, you know, you got to, everything, like I said, everything just not on you guys. Y'all laid a foundation, but you just got to have faith and just courage and just knowing you're going to do, you're going to do good. And, and, and like I said, man, I just feel as though now, like this really taught me that whenever you just in the business of helping people, like, man, you ain't going to never be, you're going to always be successful. And, you know, like I said, you guys kind of propelled me like just to do other things. Cause it was just like, you know, I, I knew I wanted to do something cause you know, I, I go to work, I got a good job, pretty good job, but you know, eventually I can't work till I'm 40. I can't work till I'm, 65 well I don't want to work till I'm like 65 you know I needed to kind of like build my own kind of retirement plan and that's what you guys kind of helping me do you want to be working on a business not in it yeah and you I just a... figure like you know and I ain't gonna lie like a lot of people because people been seeing me and I've been I'm start I'm doing good like and everything flowing good but this ain't for everybody like everybody if you're not a people person and you don't like dealing with people like it's probably not going to be something you might not be able to be successful on, or you probably won't be as successful as you want to be. So it's just like, you know, you got to study that course. You know, a lot of people ask me like how, how I did it. And I told them about the course. Like, I'm not going to, you're not going to ever be like, you can, I can sit here and tell you what you need to do, but you ain't going to be successful how you need to be in it unless you go ahead and purchase this course and read it and dissect it yourself the best way to learn it, which was kind of back to your point, there's no way that you're going to be able to learn the business inside and out just by reading the course and watching videos. I'd like to tell people, hey, don't think of the course as like a book that you sit down and read. It's uh, just the beginner section alone. You should be going through the videos and then taking action on it. Like you should be staying in that beginner section for like months. There's months worth of work just in the beginner section for you to follow mm -hmm. up on. If you just breeze through the videos, one, you're not going to retain everything. <laughs> and two, you're never really going to learn everything until you actually get out there and like put the work in like Winston did. Right. Got to put it, got to put in that footwork, that groundwork. Yeah. That's the only way any business group home or whatever business you probably trying to run your idea. You got to go out. You got to be able to put yourself out there. You know, you got to Sometimes you got to come out your comfortability. I had to. I had to come out of my comfortability, go meet people I never met before, go talk to people I never talked to before. I bought shirts with my business on there and, and had flyers. And, you know, I'm, I'm not selling myself because I had it. I thought what I was doing was good. But, you know, you just got to be able to uh, put yourself out there. Yep. That is the absolute first thing that we require you guys to do in our coaching program is <laughs> mm -hmm. pick up the phone. That's it. Start start making the calls. And the way we structure it, you know, it's pretty easy. It's not like high pressure sales or anything like that. But even then, I know um, it's just like the first step that everyone's kind of like nervous about taking. But once you started talking to those people, like how did the calls go? Like with the contacts, really? It was cool. I ain't gonna lie. It's like after you, after, it's just like I genuinely felt like, like I'm a good people person. I can talk to people. And I felt like I know I'm not going to be a slumlord. I treat the house and I treat, I tell, you know, I treat the house. I don't want nothing in there that I wouldn't want in my own house. So everybody I talk to, you know, I'm treating it like it's my own house. And, you know, I'm going to take care of everything that needs to be taken care of. I do daily check-ins with guys. I mean, I do a weekly, like weekly check-ins. I just, you know, I just text them, ask them everything going all right with them. Need anything in the house? Is any problems? 
stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think um, everything been been, been flowing pretty smooth for me. Love it, love a, it. A good good environment in the house. All the guys pretty much get along. Well, they all do get along. Like for the most part, you know, you want to have hiccups. For anybody just living together, I had a couple hiccups. Talked to a couple guys, got it all squared out. Haven't had any issues since. So, you know, I'm just trying to keep that same energy in the house. That's good management right there. I mean, a lot of it just boils down to management. I mean, finding the right person. Obviously, you've got the personality for it, Winston. But interestingly enough, there are people that don't necessarily have a people person personality. And they go out there and they try to find somebody with the people person personality. And if they're successful in finding those people, they can partner up with them and they can do very well also. But, you know, you've, you've got all the you've got all the abilities and all the, the natural gifts. So just make, makes it, makes it easier. You know, when you've got that, those are God given gifts, right? I mean, obviously you can hone your personality. You can make yourself a more friendly person, but at the end of the day, I mean, chances are you were like that from the time you were a little kid. Correct. So yeah. it was just like, like you said, Brandon, I, cause I never even answered the question, just like reaching out and already establishing them of relationships like through emails and just on the phone. So whenever I just had to like meet people face to face, it just felt like, you know, I was just a lot more comfortable. And it was just like, you know, it was just like, they was telling me like, all right, feel good seeing you. I'm putting a face behind, you know, the emails and everything. And I'm like, like I said, I'm, I'm 40. So I'm not, I'm not young, but I'm not, I'm not too old either. So getting into it now, like the people I've been, like the people I've been dealing with at the agencies, they kind of like just seeing that I'm still a little younger and I'm trying to help these people out. So, you know, I think I really got people that want to see me win that's going to help me out. Yeah, I think a lot of people kind of have a misconception that the they're going to be hard to talk to. They're going to be asking a lot of, like, tough questions. They're nah. going to be expecting nah. you to be, like, an expert. And it's totally nah. not like that. These people nah, it's are. Not. It's not. They need one, you just as much as you need them. Bingo. Like, that's what I tell everybody. Once you, you find the right person. Once you find the right person, it's almost like they're the ones that are selling you on their program, yeah. right? Nah, yeah. <laughs> Once they cool. know you got good properties and you taking care of whatever they like, they, the people they dealing with, that's the main thing. They just want to make sure wherever they going, they going somewhere where, you know, whoever's overseeing that property is treating them people right. Yeah. So nah, they real. Like everybody I dealt with, everybody was super cool. Cool. And most of the people that even come to it, like if you find us chances are you have a really good personality you you're looking for a way to help people that's the personality that's uh we find is kind of the foundation and then it's about learning all the you like the business stuff right the marketing the management for you it's the real estate side of things so <laughs> andy gave a whole bunch of game kind of higher level stuff your uh just your likability and and your personality like that that we talked about that's going to be huge in that next step as well. So I would recommend you start going to local like real estate networking events. Have you ever gone mm-hmm. to those before? No, I haven't. But I definitely, definitely know, get- I, like, like I said, I definitely know I got a group of like realtors and stuff. I just got a good connection with realtors because I used to do the home inspection. So, you know, right. I still had connections with them. Cool. I would get to the networking events. Check out meetup.com. Mm-hmm. They're... You'll be able to find people for all the next steps at those places. You could also reach out to your your current network. Just let them know what you're doing, what you're looking for. 
but at, mm-hmm. uh, through the local, you know, real estate networking, you're going to find that number three option that Andy said, like a private investors. So mm-hmm. once you get to the point where Andy's at, like you want to have your money work, work for, for you. Itself, right? You want <laughs> your can, money to work. Yeah, correct. You're absolutely right. And Go if ahead, I can Andy. comment real quick on that. So yeah. and this is this is for everybody that's out there. I remember vividly 20 years ago going to these networking events and and even, you know, 10 years ago going to these networking events. Mm-hmm. Thinking to myself, you know what? Why would anybody come here that has money that they want to lend out? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. And now here I am. I'm 45 and I'm like, you dude, do I, don't do, I don't want to do the work anymore. Right. Um, I mean, because at the end of the day, you know, we've said this since the very beginning with Group Home Riches, this is not a get rich quick scheme. This is a get rich for sure scheme, right? And it's not a scheme. It's like, we're out there, we're providing value to the marketplace, we're housing people, we're housing those that need it most, and mm-hmm. uh, we're able to acquire real estate. But at the end of the day, it is a, it is a lot of work. But anything is, if you're going to make money, it's a lot of work. The easiest money you're eventually going to make is lending your money out. You just got to make sure you lend it out to the right person. Right people. If you right. don't, they, they wind up leaving. So do, right. where I'm going with this is don't jinx yourself. I'm not talking to you, Winston. I'm just talking to the, the people that are out there listening. Don't jinx yourself and convince yourself that there's nobody out there that, that wants to lend out their money. Trust me, there are millions of people that have got, you know, 50, 100, 200, a couple million dollars laying around and they want to find somebody like Winston to lend their money out to. So, yeah, I guarantee you Winston there's people like that at these meetup groups looking for somebody like you. And that's where your your understanding of the business, learning how to explain it, understanding the basics. We have a pitch in the course about like, you know, finding a capital partner. It's pretty much the same combo with you're going to be speaking with a landlord or if you're pitching this to an investor. So check that out and uh, reach out if you, if you need any tips on that end. Okay. Also, there's a whole <laughs> bunch of other types that are out there. You know, you know what wholesalers are, right? Yeah, I do. So, so like wholesalers like uh, wholesale properties. Yep. So you can start networking with them and get access to off-market properties that yeah, need work. Important, right. right? Eventually, you can learn to do what the wholesalers do themselves, which is what me and Andy do. So we do the marketing to find, you know, motivated sellers. And you heard Andy say the numbers, you know, we get them for like 30, 40, 50 cents on the dollar by doing that. That's a whole other ball game. In the beginning, you can kind of just work with wholesalers and pay them their fee, whatever. And you still get like really good deals. Sometimes be careful. Right. <laughs> they're I'm not here. all they're not all deals <laughs> don't don't trust do not trust their numbers you know do your own due diligence and on, on that you know you'll find like contractors go there to look for for investors to work with you'll also find you know eventually you're probably going to want to have an operational manager so mm-hmm. right now you're not you know you said you do like your one weekly check-in just checking mm-hmm. in with the guys it's probably not that much work but you could imagine if you had if you had 20 of these things, it might be. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, a lot of people. Right. So right. folks, a lot of the people that go to those meetup groups are just like, you know, the young hustler type that want to quote unquote do real estate. They're not really sure what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes that's a really good profile for an operational okay. manager. So yeah, I can't stress enough just the importance of networking. And uh, that'll be a great place to start for this next level that you got going on. 
All right. Appreciate it. Well, I need to wrap it up. So Andy, did you have any parting words for the folks? No, I mean, I think more than anything, you guys just uh, take action. Like, I mean, if this is something that you want to do, you know, use Winston as inspiration. You got to get going. You got to get going quickly. You just got to go do it. Got to go do it. Nothing succeeds like success and you got to get out there and just take action. So I would recommend Winston is a great example of kind of how to use the course and use our services. So he had the gold course. Yeah, he went through the stuff, but I'm looking through our chat history now. He was constantly reaching out if he had questions, if he had issues. And we encourage that. We're always going to get back to people, especially if we notice that, like we tell Winston, hey, go get X amount of contacts and a solid referral source. And then he checks in a couple months later. We're going to continue working with folks until they're rocking and rolling like Winston. So, and that was uh, great. Yeah. I commend you for doing that. I loved looking through this history and kind of seeing what you're doing now. Thank you. Winston, do you have any, uh, any parting words for the folks and want to let them uh, know where, where they can reach out to you? Oh yeah. yeah. So I just got, I just want to tell you guys, thank you. Y'all kind of like, like I said, I was already kind of entrepreneur, like in my head, what I was trying to do. I just ain't really couldn't really connect the dot. You guys kind of helped me connect the dot with that. So I appreciate it. Anybody else, you know, my uh, I can be reached out. I'm from, like I said, I'm from Philadelphia. My house is in Red and PA. So, you know, if you just want to reach out to me, you can reach me at um, Coles Care Housing at yahoo.com. Or you can reach me at my website at uh, Coles Care Housing, you know, www.com, Coles Care Housing. I'm always here to help anybody who, you know, just might have some questions. They might not be as comfortable reaching out to you to the big guys. You can always reach out to me and I'll help you out. So, and that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Appreciate you guys. All right. Well, thank you for coming on Winston. Thanks for sharing your story. Keep in contact with these next stages. Like, uh, like I said, we're always, we're always here to help. We want to see you guys win. And we look forward to seeing you get a couple more of these and and coming on for, for part two. Yeah. I'll let you guys know uh, when I get this next property, like I said, I'm about to go look at a couple in the next few days. Love it. All right. Love it. Cool. All, All right, right, folks. Have a good holiday. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Winston. Bye-bye. Thanks.